0: You want to school. What have you been doing all day? I overslept. Look, I need your help. I have to ask Lorraine out, but I don't know how to do it. All right, okay, listen, keep your pants on. She's over in the cafe. God, honey. What well, made you change your mind, George? Last night, Darth Vader came down from Planet Vulcan and told me that if I didn't take Lorraine out, that he'd melt my brain. Yeah, well, uh, let's let's just keep this... Brain melting stuff to ourselves, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. All right, there she is, George. You just go in there and invite her. Okay, but I don't know what to say. don't oh, you say anything, George. Say, well, whatever's natural. Well, the first thing that comes into your mind... Nothing's coming to my mind. Jesus, George, it was a wonder I was even born. What? What? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Look, tell her destiny brought you together. Tell her that she is the most beautiful girl you've ever seen in the world. Girls like that stuff. What are, you, what are you doing? I'm writing this down. This is good stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, let's go. Oh, We're ready. Actually, our show now. let go ahead. Mino, do you have a fanfare back there? Whoa!
0: Whoa! Whoa. Hey. Calling for Drops! Man, this is huge! It's the Tony Show. <laughs> actually,
1: uh, he, Tony he needs a, a call. A bit of production yeah. value? Well, I've been working on something for years and years and years, and this past week it kind of came to fruition. Is that the right word, fruition? Yes. yes. Just got back from LA, had to jump through a bunch of hoops out there and do everything they said, but I got a confirmation email yesterday. Can we guess? If you want. Pregnant? Gender reassignment. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Go ahead, Tony. I'm listening. So I got my e- that email on my birthday. What a birthday gift. Couldn't believe it. Anyways, next Monday night. Yours truly is going to be in the live studio audience of the season 19 finale of... Fancy with the Stars. Whoa! <laughs>
0: yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> that amazing. was worth wow. waiting on right there, yes. man. Who are, who are our finalists? That is the gayest oh, announcement we've ever had. That is awesome, yes. dude. <laughs> who are the final Down dancers? The gayest. Tony right. <laughs> Apollo Anton Ono, 33. Jake, your hero. Dancing right. yeah, with the Stars
1: champion. <laughs> Rocky Balboa. He did win Tangier Dancing with the stars. the stars, didn't he? Is that you there, Tony, or is that a drop? No, that's him. Yeah, season four. He <laughs> <laughs> finished second. Dancing with the Stars. God, so off head with that. That's Just a good right question, there. Jake. Had. Yeah, Joey Fatone, the second. Layla Ali, Ian Ziering Two, three, four. Ah, Hope from Solo Sharknado, win? and Nastia uh, Liukin finished fourth in season 13. <laughs> she didn't win <laughs> no, so it. No, sorry, it
2: really wasn't a question. She oh, This is
1: phenomenal. He's the best, this man. Is just this is phenomenal. This is probably. There was all kinds of rumors that that uh, she slapped her professional partner. She's crazy. Howdy ho, everyone. This is the Ballroom Blitz. I am Tony the Engineer. Welcome back. Well, here we go. Week eight of Dancing with the Stars, season 31, and it occurred on Monday night, November 7th, and it's the quarterfinals. That's right. Only two more shows left to season 31, and you know... This is the time when the bittersweet feelings start kicking in. Seems like once we get past Halloween, you know, I'm super excited about Halloween and so focused on that. And then after that's over, it's like, oh my gosh, here we are almost to the end of it. And uh, these days though, this season at least, the feelings are more sweet than bitter. You know, the last five seasons, they've been more bitter than sweet for me because I saw the handwriting on the wall with that last... uh, goofball executive producer we had, and they wouldn't fix anything, and it was always very bitter because I thought, man, it's not coming back. Well, this season, we got Conrad Green back. We've talked about that, the executive producer from the beginning of the show. Things are looking up. Things are better all the way around. Now, we don't know about ratings because for some reason, we can't find ratings for the streaming service. One of my most trusted sources I saw her today saying well, they're just not releasing numbers so we really don't know how well it's doing you know numbers wise as far as people watching but the show itself for us longtime uh, viewers it's back and it's it's back to a very happy, good feeling for the most part. Is the show perfect? Of course not. Is it going to be perfect? No, it'll never recapture its glory. And I was very disappointed tonight when I found out again how they're doing the double eliminations. I was hoping that would be fixed, but it wasn't. We'll get into that a little later. But yeah, overall, thumbs up to the season. So uh, yeah, a little bittersweet here as as we wind down the season 31 here of Dancing with the Stars. Well, on uh, the 7th monday the 7th it was 90s night in the ballroom i think we talked about this last week you know it was a little past my prime i certainly knew of all the acts they had four musical acts on the show um, on monday night they had in vogue salt and pepper Uh, Vanilla Ice and Kid and Play. And none of those I really knew too much about. I certainly knew of them all, and I knew their songs, or some of them. And, of course, Vanilla Ice was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars back in season 23, I believe. And he was kind of wrong that season, too. I think he should have been a little bit higher up than uh, where he finished. I think he finished in 10th place, I believe. But uh, uh, it was fun, I guess, if you're a, a 90s person. You know, I could only imagine if they had a 70s... Uh, night and of course not too many people alive from then, but uh, I would go crazy over that. So hopefully the '90s kids got a big kick out of it. Well, the show started uh, with Salt and Pepper and En Vogue, not Pepper but Peppa, I think, <laughs> on the stage together, and they were performing a song and. Uh, We had our Dancing with the Stars pros doing a dance for that, and it was actually choreographed by Mandy Moore. And for those of you that have watched this show in a while, you know Mandy Moore was the choreographer for many, many years on this show. Really, really talented person, and it's nice to see that she's kept in touch with the show somehow, and uh, she came out and choreographed that opening number. Uh, first thing I noticed that stunned the heck out of me. Now they probably couldn't do it because Salt and Peppa and Vogue were on the stage. But first time since Tyra's taken over, there was no catwalk for her. Both her and Alfonso came out uh, from the side after the uh, opening number was done. You know the judges and I, by the by the judges, and I'm like I was just stunned because I'm so used to her having the. Uh, all the attention on her as she comes out and struts her stuff, but, stuff, but no catwalk for Tyra. I'm sure to will be back next week. Um, they made an announcement right up the top that uh, Val was back. Uh, he you know, was COVID positive last week, but he went through the protocols and got over that. So nice to see Val back. Uh, they also mentioned there were going to be two dances in the evening, which they pretty much do anymore uh, near the end of the season. Uh, The regular dance, and then they brought back the dance relay, which is where we had couples kind of pairing off against each other. They weren't dancing at the same time, but they were one right after the other. And then one judge would give them one of the couple's five bonus points. So it's good, again, to to make some separation on the judge's scorecard. And I'm assuming that's a calculated thing by Conrad to kind of hopefully get the people who should be in the finale in the finale. Now, I say that, and maybe it has nothing to do with that, because like I said, the double elimination thing we're going to talk about later was not that way, so uh, we'll get into that uh, after we talk about the dances. What other mention was, I'm sure most of you have seen or heard this, uh, the uh, young gentleman Aaron Carter passed away, and uh, he was uh, a Dancing with the Stars alum way back in season nine, and he was, uh, his brother Nick was a... uh, dancer also in season 21, I believe. And uh, I don't know much about Aaron Carter. I guess he was quite a troubled uh, person, but uh, sad and only 34 years old. But uh, go back and look at some of his dances. He wasn't that bad a dancer. Trying to remember where he finished now. I want to say he finished in fifth place in season nine. So uh, they mentioned uh, Aaron Carter passing, and that uh, brings a total of six people now that have been on Dancing with the Stars that have uh, passed on to the next plane. Okay, well, let's get to the dances. Remember, this is quarterfinals night, double elimination. And uh, since it had that 90s night vibe to it, it it was kind of a party night. There were a lot of salsas and sambas. And you know we all know those are the party dances on the Latin side. I mean, there's others too, but that's two of the biggest. And uh, that's the way it started out. It started out, number one dance of the night went to Trevor and Emma and they did a salsa. Um, wasn't that crazy about the song Barbie girl? And, you know, they've made a big deal out of, uh, Trevor and Emma being Ken and Barbie. And boy, they do look like it really good looking people. Uh, they came out with kind of a, a dull thing at the beginning with weird plastic movements and stuff. Wasn't too crazy about that, but that's just a personal preference. And they got out of that pretty quickly and went into the actual salsa dance. You know, Trevor's one of the few people left that has had no dance experience. He and Vinny and Daniel, I think, is pretty much it. And uh, there's still some things he's got to work on, but boy, I'm so impressed with Trevor. You know, we talked about from the beginning, he was the guy with the phobia about dancing and uh, kind of a kindred spirit for me. And I'm so glad to see him continuing to improve. Uh, they gave him a 34 for the night, uh, two eights and two nines. Len said he had uh, his legs were a bit too flexed. And Carrie Ann mentioned it was a little skippy and hoppy. But uh, Derek just kind of had the generic, yeah, there was a few awkward moments, but uh, didn't get too specific. But, uh, you know, two eights, two nines for a guy that's never danced. I think that's pretty good at this stage. And so he had a total of 34. Yep, excuse me, too. I maybe do some sniffling. A little stuffed up still, a little uh, congested still, believe it or not, after, what, this is week seven, I think, but it's much better, and uh, hopefully I won't have too many of those, but <clears throat> already my throat's a little irritated. Let me take a quick drink. Sorry about this. That's a little better. Okay, up uh, second for the evening, Shangela and Gleb, they did a samba to a Spice Girls song, and... Uh, you know, I, I, like I said several times this year, I'm happy for Gleb. I think, and I see a difference in him this, this season. I think he's pretty happy to be paired with Shangela. And I think his choreograph choreography has been better. I think Carrie Ann mentioned that a week or two ago. And there was a little, in the video clip before, Gleb was kind of like talking to Shangela when he wasn't, when she wasn't dressed up because it takes four hours, she said, to get in the makeup and the dress. But, uh, He just said, I want you to believe that you're not just a a performer, but you're a dancer now. And uh, I can't remember the guy's real name, the guy that's that's Shangela, but he went up and gave him a hug. And that was nice to see Glenn Gleb actually being positive to someone. And uh, like I said, I think he's really vested in this this year, and it's nice to see. Shangela always brings it, as we talked about, and the performance value was fantastic. Uh, The judges... Uh, let's see here. Derek said the footwork was a little sloppy. Um, Bruno said when when Shangela goes full out like that, uh, she continues to lose a little bit of control in the dance. But still, they would rather have it be that way than not than not enough performance value. Uh, they gave them three nines, and Carrie Ann just loved it said that uh, she didn't see the, the issues that the other judges were talking about. She gave, them, uh, gave her a 10. So they had a, uh, Shangela had a score of 37 for the night. First dance. Uh, Wayne and Whitney were up with a salsa, and they did a song from boys to men. And uh, I believe it was Wanyi Morris. I think he's in Boys to Men, and he competed in season 22 on Dancing with the Stars. I think he uh, finished in fourth place. Uh, again, I knew that song not only from him being on Dancing with the Stars, but even though I wasn't a 90s kid, I certainly heard those songs and knew from time to time who would sing them. Carrie Ananabra said Wayne's salsa was the best dance so far for him. Uh, Lynn Good- Goodman said it was top-notch, and Derek said he nailed it. There was really no critique or criticism because they gave him a perfect score of 40. So the perfect, uh, first perfect score of the night went to Wayne and Whitney. Up next with the jazz number was Daniel and Britt. And one of the things that was interesting about this was that during the dance, they turned off the music for us to hear in, this, in the uh, TV audience to give us an idea of what Daniel is not hearing, I guess, because <laughs> there's just nothing there. And they did that years ago with uh, Niall DeMarco in season 22, and it was very powerful then, and it was powerful again here. You know, it 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 kind of just brings you back to the fact that you forget he can't hear anything, and that little, I don't know what it was, 10 or 15-second silence of the music was... Uh, it, it just brings you back to like, okay, this guy's dealing with stuff that, that we don't, we can't imagine. So uh, it was kind of an emotional dance because even though it was a jazz number, because in the video package, he talked about losing his birth mother, who uh, he, I guess, got to meet late in his life and before she passed away. And when they have uh, emotional stories like that, the judges usually don't give any critiques, and they really didn't. And they loved the dance, Uh uh, three of them gave him a 10, Len was the only one that didn't give him a 10, he gave him a 9, so Daniel had a 39 for the night, uh, one of his highest scores, if not his highest, I think it was his highest score for the season. Up uh, fifth was Heidi and Artem, and they did a contemporary dance, and boy, Artem came out came out with no shirt on, and I know Artem's always looked ripped, but he looks extra ripped this season, I don't know if he's hitting the weights harder or what, but <laughs> Ooh, boy, he has got uh, makes you want to hit the gym when you look at how ripped he is these days. Uh, the whole story for Heidi, the entire season has been about uh, more about performance. She needs to just be more emotional, more outwardly in her performance value of a dance. She's got the technique pretty well down because she's been trained, you know, to dance. And uh, they mentioned that in the video package again. Uh, still, and this should me a little bit. Len came out and Len loves Heidi, or at least he has all season. And, when she was in the bottom two, and he just right away said, You're still not showing me enough outwardly, you're not giving me enough outward emotion. And he only gave her an eight, which kind of surprised me. The other judges uh, had a few things to say, too, could have been more fluid. Was Bruno and Carrie Ann said there was uh, uh, moments of motion, and I don't really know what that means, I didn't take very good notes there, <laughs> but uh. Uh, there was, I guess I, you would say there was a few issues. They, she had three nines and the one eight from Len for a total of uh, 35 for the night. Up sixth was Gabby and Val, and Val being back, they did a samba to a Ricky Martin song with Viva Livin' La Vida Loca, a very popular song. Uh, Gabby is really, really good, like a lot of the bachelorettes that have been on the show, and she had a fantastic samba routine with foul. It was a very difficult one choreography-wise. Derek basically said it's the best Samba ever. Now, I don't know if he would just kind of offhandedly said that or if he really means it's the best one in the entire history of the show, but that shows how good he thought it was. Bruno said that uh, got hit with a sex bomb because she looked pretty sexy in the dance. You know, that Samba's a party, flirtatious dance. And uh, they were all so excited Uh, Derek ended up taking his shirt off at the judge's table, which was funny to see. And Bruno kind of took some buttons out too. Uh, but very sexy dance. They all loved it and gave her a 40. So the second 40 of the evening. Up seventh was Vinny and Coco. They did a tango to what's, what is love? That, uh, song that was in the movie Night from the Roxbury. And I guess had Chris Kattan, another former, uh, contestant of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, a fun song, um, Uh, Vinny's growing on me a little bit I do see him getting better it's just there's not enough time for him to get to the level he needs to get at and uh, Bruno says that uh, that he's skipping a little too much through at the tango and that he was doing a few too many steppings step movements in the tango rather than gliding through things rather than stepping your steps you're supposed to glide through them that's the part that you know us non-dancers would have the most trouble with and and Vinny still does of course. Uh, Len says he did pretty good in hold, but he still has a way to go. They gave him three sevens, and Carrie Ann gave him an eight for a total of 29. And uh, I think the judges are kind of sending a message there. You don't get too many sevens this late in the competition, and that does create a little bit of space on the judges' scorecard. And I think it was legitimate, the three sevens, so 29 for Vinny. And then finally up for the night, the first round was Charlie and Mark. They did a tango, and, you know, Charlie is just probably the best dancer we have this season. It was just, just great. <laughs> um, let's see here. Carrie Ann said it was beyond anything she's ever ever witnessed with the content of the dance that was given to her. Uh, Lynn Goodman said that for a young lady, she uh, she shows a great maturity. And Derek said that usually in the tango, you don't see the stride on this show. Uh, Obviously, the stride, I can kind of guess what it might be, but that's more of a dance term that they're looking for, and I'm sure they look for in professional competitions. And he says, you just don't see that on this show. But evidently, uh, Charlie had the stride because Derek was off the charts, you know, happy with it, too. All of them gave uh, her a 10. So that's the third 40 of the evening. Okay, that's the first round of dances. And it was funny, you know, uh, sometimes after a dance is done, they'll bring out, uh, pros that have been eliminated from the show. And they'll do a quick little number to give the contestants enough time to run up to talk to Alfonso and get situated up there. Well, at this point, after the, all the dances were done, I did a little musical break of uh, this, you know the Hammer Time song from MC Hammer. What is it? Can't Touch This, I think. And uh, Alfonso was out there and joined in for a second. He put a little sparkly coat on there and, <laughs> and did a little moving around. And I thought, hmm, who's going to do the interviewing? Well, before the, before the number ended, he ran upstairs and was ready for the interviewing. And then, of course, he did the funny, like, I'm exhausted and out of breath and so forth. But fun to see him still uh, uh, out there dancing a little bit. So it was time for the relays now. Uh, We had four pairs of couples, and only one of them was going to get five points. Now, they didn't do the dances at the same time. They came out, and one person did the dance, and then another or couple, and then another couple followed them right out. And only one of those two were going to get the five points. Now, there are four four couples left, or four pairs of couples left, left. So that meant each of the four judges could take one couple, and that's how they did it. Only one judge judged each relay dance and only one couple got the five points and this could make a big difference you know some of these you know maybe for Charlie and Gabby the five points don't make a whole bunch difference but for Vinny and Trevor and Daniel and some of those others that are kind of at the bottom now that five points can make a big difference Heidi she's been in the bottom two a couple times up first was uh, Shangela and Gleb versus Daniel and Britt and this is where all the uh, musical acts came out each one had Uh, one of the couples. And the first one out was Vanilla Ice. So it's nice to see him out there doing his Ice Ice Baby uh, song live. Uh, The judge for Shangela versus Daniel was going to be Len. And the dance style was a cha-cha. And, you know, Shangela is hard to beat because of just incredible performance value, as well as pretty good technique. And uh, uh, I thought this would go the way it did. And it did. Uh, Shangela got the five points from Len. So uh, I don't know what Shandela's doing in the votes. Uh, I think she and Daniel are doing okay. Neither one have been in the bottom two, but for Shangela especially, she's had high scores with the judges. Daniel necessarily hasn't, so Daniel must be doing very well in the fan vote. So I think it was important for Shangela to win this, and uh, she did. Uh, up next was Vinny and Coco versus Trevor and Emma, so kind of the bottom dwellers there, and this could make a huge difference for Trevor to stay another week because he's been in the, been in the bottom, too, a couple times. And then since Vinny had a tough go in his regular dance, if he got zero points here, he might be in trouble at the end of the night. So this is a big, important one. They danced a samba to the song uh, Never Gonna Get It by En Vogue, another popular song that I would know from the 90s. Uh, Carrie Ann was judging them. And again, Vinny is, is impressing me. Uh, he did really well. I thought Trevor did really well. So it was basically the two non-dancers. Well, Daniel hasn't had any experience either, but the two non-dancers going against each other. And they both had good bounce, which you need in the samba. I thought the shadow uh, samba rolls were pretty good. And uh, uh, Carrie ended up giving the five points to Trevor. So that could be a big, big bonus for him when we get to the final scores. Uh, up third was Heidi and Ar- Artem versus Wayne and Whitney. Tough draw for Heidi going against Wayne. And uh, they did a samba also. And Bruno was their judge. And they danced to uh, salt and Peppa being out there. Uh, their song called Shoop. And I certainly had known that song from the past too. This to me was the classic uh, confrontation of a person with really good technique, meaning Heidi, who's had the ballroom dance experience, against someone who's got good technique but is just – Performance off the chart, Wayne, and uh, usually if you can dance fairly well, the judges just love it when you bring the performance, and that's been the you know the Achilles heel of Heidi the whole season, so uh, sure enough, Wayne got the five points from Bruno, and uh, whether or not he needed it, I don't know, but I know Heidi needed it uh, because she has been in the bottom two, so that's a big one there for Wayne over Heidi. And then the final relay of the evening was Charlie and Mark versus Gabby and Val, probably the two best dancers technique-wise all season. Uh, you know, I know Wayne's been good too, but I don't know if he's been quite as consistent as they have. Uh, they did a salsa, and they had Kid and Play out there. For those of you that are ticket listeners, you know Kid is a very uh, big friend of the station, uh, the the Bad Radio Show and now the Hang Zone Show. Uh, keep in touch with him. He does the open for the, the Hang Zone Show. And uh, nice to see him out there. And he did their song uh, or a song called uh, Ain't Gonna Hurt Nobody, a very popular song. I don't know if that was theirs originally or not. I don't think so, but maybe it was. Uh, the judge for them was Derek for Charlie and Gabby. And uh, uh, again, I, I don't know how you tell these two apart. Charlie probably a little better technique-wise, but Gabby's fun to watch, that's for sure. And Derek said it was a very hard decision, but he ended up giving the five points to Charlie. So uh, don't know if either one of them really needed it, but uh, that's how that flushed out. Okay, let's go to the judges' leaderboard then. When you add in the relay scores, uh, Charlie, Wayne, Shangela, and Gabby— All were 40 or better, and they were in the top part. And then at the bottom four in the judges' scorecard were Trevor and Daniel at 39, so they kind of tied down there, and Heidi at 35 and Vinny at 29. So quite a gap for Vinny to overcome. And he had to beat not only Heidi above him in the fan vote, but he had to beat Daniel and Trevor too. And uh, it proved to be just a little too much because when you added in the fan vote, Daniel actually jumped out of the bottom three on the judges scorecard. And for the first time ever, Vinny was in the bottom three with Heidi and Trevor. And I kind of knew that that was the end of the line for Vinny, because even if he wasn't in the very bottom, he was going to have the judges save going against him, and, and no one would save uh, anybody over Vinny. Or uh, no, Vinny would not be saved over anyone anymore. So this is where I told you about this still bothers me. They have this judges save Ostensibly, it was brought in to make sure that you have quality dancers in the finale and not have these horrible things that we have had happen over especially the recent seasons. And yet, when you get to the double elimination night, instead of doing a bottom four and giving the judges two save cards, they, they say the bottom on the overall score, judges plus fans, goes home automatically. No judges save. And again, I just don't understand the, understand the thinking about that. I really hope that was something Conrad would change. But as I said early on this season, they made it a point, day one, minute one of the show, vote for your people now. You don't have to see them dance. And I realized that then that the competition side of it's gone out quite a bit, and it's more about popularity. And that breaks my heart because that's not the way this show ever was until season 27. And I thought Conrad would come in and take care of that, but he didn't. So this is where it gets super scary. You know, what if Charlie or Wayne or Shangela or Gabby, probably the four best dancers we've had this season, what if any of them don't have the fan support and they would have been, God forbid, in the bottom and been eliminated without a judge's save? That's what the judge's save there to avoid. And you saw it last season, not nearly to the degree, but um, – Remember, if you remember, Olivia Jade went home because she was the bottom of those three that were left. And what did that mean? Well, that meant Cody Rigsby stayed and Iman stayed. And I know people love Iman, but I'm sorry, Iman was not better than Olivia Jade, but she didn't have a chance. She just went home, no judges save. And uh, so that stayed the same. So anyways... The very, very bottom of the judges scorecard and the fan vote added in. I can't remember if I told you it was, but it was Heidi as I went off on my little rant there again. So Heidi went home automatically. No judges saved. She was in the bottom of uh, the the very bottom of the scorecard. And not a surprise because she had been in there two times earlier. And so, no save for Heidi. She goes home. Well, that leaves Trevor and Vinny, and everyone knew that Vinny was a goner then. And sure enough, the judges voted unanimously to save Trevor. So, uh, Heidi goes home, and Vinny goes home in quarterfinals night. Down to six contestants now. And uh, next week in the semifinals, we'll have another double elimination. And boy, this is where it gets scary again. You know, down to six now. Who knows how many votes Daniel's getting? And I love Daniel, but I don't think he's one of the four best answers that we have left. Um, I guess you could argue he might be as good as Shangela. I don't think so, if for no other reason, just the performance value. But uh, imagine next week if we have a double elimination and Gabby or Wayne or Charlie fall to the bottom of the scorecard. Oh, that would be so such a shame. Shouldn't be happening, stuff like that. But that's the way it is right now. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the dances for the night and the eliminations. Let's go to a little palate cleanser with a couple ticket audios here. They're going to be short because I'm going late tonight a little bit, I think. Not only did we have the extra relay, but my top 10 list is going to take a while because it's my favorite dance style. So uh, these are just a couple short things. For those of you that know my uh, situation with the station or history with it, Campound, 2019 was the highlight, I guess you would say, of my experience being on air and being the focus of attention. Most engineers don't get much attention. And uh, it was a big time. Campound uh, 2019, I was voted the MVP. And uh, the Musers talked about it the next morning And uh, they were talking about whether I should have got it or not, and Gordon kicks me in the nuts a little bit here. But uh, let's listen to a little uh, musers from uh, the next day of Campound 2019. I do feel that Tony was a deserving MVP, although there was a segment of the population that didn't think an engineer should be eligible, that it should have been one of the hosts. I did drink too much Woodford Reserve. (laughs) But think how much Tony gave us to
0: talk about. come on with moments like that, plus all the work they put in as engineers, why not?
1: He was the victim of a very sorry Corby prank. Terrible. So he
0: got some sympathy votes, too. Plus, he can't serve out his term as MVP. Why? Well, okay, if we sympathy vote him as president, we're going to let him serve a term as president? No. You want someone in there who has more faculties. What do you mean? Just Tony's a special guy, and we really love him. I mean, God love him.
1: Think how much I'll content he provided for us. Yeah. From the prank to the menopause to getting <laughs> drunk on Woodford Reserve He's to menopause. <laughs> he was omnipresent. Yes, he was everywhere. <laughs> so, congratulations to Tony for being the MVP. All right. Muser's giving me a little love the next day. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, I think they, they hit it pretty much on the head. Uh, omnipresent Whew, with the Woodford Reserve, too much to drink, and the menopause talk, and then the prank that they pulled on me the next day. My God. Uh, fun times, but uh, the prank wasn't that much fun. <laughs> okay. One more little clip here. Uh, this is the hard line the next day, and they're talking about it also. Uh, I'm actually there with him, and I say a couple things, and then uh, no dancing with the star stuff here either. Except Corby had a question for me at the end, and you can hear what I say that to that.
3: So there you go, man. There
0: is the seven-minute prank. You know how you get abs in seven minutes? Yeah, got- that was the seven-minute prank. What a roller coaster for Tony. A seven-minute roller coaster.
1: But Yeah, and I told the guys, you know, I still was kind of feeling a little weird from the drinking last night, the belly and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. And then you added all the emotions into it. Oh, it was just girdling what? Like crazy down there. What yeah, you- but
3: you made compound MVP. And, so. yes, yes, you're campound yeah, MVP, happy. and you've made ticket history.
1: You really have made ticket yes, history. This you're is great. History. You're
3: a part of ticket lore now.
1: Well, and it's nothing else. Three segments on the hard line. That never happened right. for and anything. is this better so. than Dancing with the Stars? Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 yeah, they be careful there, Corby. Better than dancing with the stars. I don't know. But uh yeah, there's the hard line talking about it a little bit. Um who knows? If we do a show uh next season or a podcast again, uh maybe we'll devote a whole segment to uh the actual prank and the menopause talk and the uh Woodford Reserve stuff and uh boy Quite a story for all that campound stuff, but uh, a little ticket fun there. Okay, well, let's get to the top 10 list for this week. How are we doing on time? Eh, Not too bad, I guess. Uh, Tonight, we're going to do top 10 Argentine tangos. Now, for those of you that know me a little bit and have been listening, may remember that's my uh, favorite dance style that I've been introduced to here on Dancing with the Stars. And, uh, boy, this was a tough list for me because... Uh, I could have had a top 20 list without a problem. Uh, I suppose, you know, I like the dance so much that that's one of the reason I have so many that I like, just because I kind of like the dance style. Um, had to do a little whittling down, and uh, some of these also appeared on my favorite dances of all time. So uh, uh, I like this style, to say the least. Uh, from what I looked at over the list here, uh, I, I have kind of Cheryl Burke as the queen of... Uh, Uh, the Argentine Tango. She's in three of my top four dances with her partners. Now, granted, she had unbelievable partners and that's a big part of it, you know. Uh, You got to have a pretty good partner. You're going to only see really good dancers in all these uh, dances that I have on my list with the exception of maybe one, which we'll talk about. Not that he wasn't good, but, you know, he wouldn't be considered one of the best ever. But, uh, and then I look at Derek as kind of the king of the Argentine Tango. Hell, I could have had a top 10 Argentine tangos by Derek list. Now, I had to keep a lot of his off his uh his uh let's see. Uh Maria Manuños had a great one with him. Nastia Lukin had a great one with him. Um uh Sean Johnson in the All-Star edition had a great one and I know there's more. I just I, I had to whittle it down a little bit. I think he's only in uh let's see. one maybe only in a couple. But uh Yeah, Derek, uh, you know, my favorite male dancer and, of course, my favorite style. He's going to be in there a lot, probably. And uh, what are you looking for uh, in in, uh, Argentine Tango? And one of the reasons I like it so much is that there is a look. There's a classic look to the Argentine Tango, at least that I've seen on the show, and that Lynn has kind of told us about. Um, It seems like there's always kind of a dark hue in the ballroom. as red and black coloring. Uh, The men are always dressed very... uh, Natalie, you know they have a a suit black suit on with a tie, and it, uh, just very classy looking The ladies are always very sexy in their sequined outfits and you know Derek mentioned the tango versus the Argentine tango a couple of weeks ago on the show, and I loved what he said at the end. he said, you know the tango what's the difference? The tango is a dance you dance with your wife the Argentine tango is you as a dance you dance with your lover so uh yeah, there's a sensuality to it, a passion to it, maybe an intensity along with the artistry that uh, I really, really get a kick out of. So my favorite uh, style, as I said, and then uh, another reason I like this is because there's no limit to me on on going back too far. You know, some of the early dances in the history of the show, uh, maybe the quality of of celebrity wasn't as great, but I've got a lot of old seasons of Argentine tangos that I like. And I love that because, you know, for me, the history of the show is everything. And uh, we're going to talk about some old dances that show up on my list here. Um, I'm going to skip the top three or the bottom three, I guess, as far as audio goes, just to save a little bit of time. I would have loved to done audio for all of them, but it's going to get a little long if I do that. So let's just knock these three out pretty quickly. Uh, Number nine and 10, uh, 10 and nine, I kind of have together. Uh, it's Meryl Davis back in season 18, and number 10, I have her with Val, and number 9, I have her with Max. She did a switch-up dance with uh, Max's. Max was her original partner, and she did a, sw- a switch-up dance with Val. Both Argentine tangos, both fantastic. Meryl Davis is my top female of all time celebrity that's been on the show. I went back and watched them again. Uh, the Val one was a little more intense music-wise, and it seemed a little more fast paced than the one with Max. The Max was more of a, a little club's intimate setting. And Max and Merrill's chemistry was just off the charts. And, you know, she could be much higher up on this list technique wise. She's just fantastic. Uh, but I certainly wanted to give them some love. So we're going to have Marilyn and uh, Val at number 10, uh, Meryl and Max at number nine. And, you know, remember to Uh, these are just my opinions they're they're not like the best technique necessarily although i think i would put them up against anybody in technique maybe a couple wouldn't stand up as high as i have them but again this is a personal list so it's just my opinion so live with it you know just do the best you can with it if you don't like them what is that oh oh the old opinion alert i guess it's a different one though it sounds a little different doesn't it than the one i'm used to hearing all right, enough of that. Well, okay. Yeah. There's the opinion alert. So here we go. So uh, that brings us up to number eight. Uh, number eight goes back only to season 23, James Hinchcliffe and Sharna. And boy, this had a lot of things in it that I liked. Number one, Sharna was blindfolded throughout the whole dance. And this is another chemistry laden couple. Sharna, I think it's probably her, her favorite Uh, partner, at least from everything I've ever heard or seen her talk about over the years. And she trusted him, obviously, you know, immensely to go blindfolded. And I know she's a pro, but she had to trust James to lead her throughout the dance. You know, I think men are supposed to lead in the dance. I think some of these pro women can help some of these celebrity men along when they aren't real forceful and not really good at leading and, and aren't comfortable in their steps, Obviously she had to trust James to do this because blindfolded the whole time. Uh, music was great. They looked fantastic. Uh, the dance, James for a non-dancer had just such control. It was a sexy dance. Um, and then at the very end, they had a chair out there and he kind of uh, sets Sharna in the chair and the mask comes off and she leans back. It's a very good look. And then James, and this is still amazing to me, it's just a regular little, I don't know, four-legged chair. He comes out there, he puts his two hands on each side of the chair, and he does a handstand over her body with his legs straight up in the air. That takes unbelievable core strength and just strength in general. And he nailed that. And I just, what an end to that really great Argentine tango. So James and Sharna, season 23. Top 10 Argentine tangos. Okay, let's go to number seven. And this is going back a ways. I have this one coming from season 10. Uh, Shouldn't be a surprise, I guess, because this is one of Derek's Argentine tangos. And he had, in my opinion, I think I ranked her last season as the second best female dancer that ever be on the show. This is Nicole Scherzinger. And not only was she a fantastic dancer at everything she did, Wow, she is a gorgeous woman. <laughs> and then that's in this season, everything she did looked fantastic to me, as well as technique wise. And, you know, this is a visual medium, this dance stuff. And, man, I just loved it. Derek is so good at everything he does. Again, kind of a lustful story between the two. And uh, let's let the judges tell you a little bit about, uh, they're much better at telling you about what they saw in the dance. <laughs>
0: All right, Bruce. Chantress, using each move to draw us deeper and deeper and deeper into a love spell from which there is no escape, enslaved by you, enchanted by the dance.
3: All right, carry on.
2: (laughs) Nicole, I have to say, (laughs) You took Bruno somewhere else, but you brought me to tears. It's been a long time on this show that I've been brought to tears by something that is just so profound. You are so amazing for all the reasons, because you're dynamic when you need to be dynamic, you're explosive when you need to be explosive, you're inward, you're outward, at all the right moments. What you're doing is incredible. Keep it up. And Derek, amazing choreography. All right. (laughs) Len? I know. Wait for the
3: hug, Go ahead. Oh, I love you, my darling. All right. Come on, jump into the love fest. No, I can't. I can't. You understand why I'm on medication. I've got the... (laughs) My... All I can say is, and this is the best compliment I can ever give, it was more delicious than my grandmother's apple pie.
1: Yeah, the judges, I love these judges so much. And I know I'm not the only one because they're still there. From day one, they're still there. You know, Bruno with his flamboyant speech and actions, and it's just, you can hear the audience kind of chuckling in the background because he's so entertaining to watch. And he's a wordsmith, you know, he comes up with great words and descriptions. So that was a blast. And you get Carrie Anne, who sometimes gets a little emotional, which is a different side, you know, of the other two judges. And that's fun to see for the most part. And then of course you got Len and he's always got a funny little saying there. That's why I'm on Medication. Nicole would come over and hug Carrie Ann and then one hug Bruno and you know, uh, Len's the old uh, <laughs> stoic guy, but he's been so great too over the years. So anyways, uh, what a dance. Nicole and Derek going back to season 10, number seven on my list. So let's go to number six on my list. And here's one that would be on nobody else's list, I don't think. This is a very personal choice. Um, this is going back way back to season 12 and... It's Heinz Ward, the season 12 champ, the football player, and Kim Johnson, his partner. And of course, for those of you, again, that know my preferences, I've always loved Kim Johnson, my favorite female pro that's been on the show. And uh, there's a backstory to this. Uh, Heinz is not ever going to be considered one of the greatest male dancers on the show. Heck, he... I don't know where he'd even rank, even though he he won season 12. I don't know where he'd rank on men's football players. Oh, I need, on the football players. I would have to, uh, that's going to be a top 10 list next season if we come back. Hmm, top 10 football players that have been on there. Would he be in the top five? Boy, off the top of my head, I don't know. But anyways, he was still a good dancer. But this was the one, I think it was on my moments of the show top 10 list last year, where they showed... Kim doing some kind of crazy choreography with Heinz where he flips her over and it, they showed what happened in the uh, uh, the setup for the week, you know, the uh, the practices for the week. He flipped Kim and Kim's head was pointing down toward the floor and then Heinz slipped and his whole body weight, you know, and this is a football player, I know he's a wide receiver, but he's still a big strong guy. His whole body weight, weight went down basically on Kim's behind and it forced her head into the floor and just bent it in a horrible, horrible way with all that weight coming down on a hard floor. If you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. And you know, Kim was my gal. I was, I was like, oh, and I saw this in real time on the show. It wasn't real time, it was the video package, but I didn't know how bad it was or wasn't. And then she said she couldn't feel her arms right after, and of course they had to lose a day of practice. And long story short, she was okay. But Heinz came back and they did an Argentine tango, her first dance back. And the care that he took, uh, dancing with her, he was very emotional and, you know, he, he had control of her in the dance and you could see it yet. It was a, it was a careful control. He wasn't going to let her drop or, or, or anything and all the embraces were very caring. And, uh, you know, it, it just was. It, uh, I don't know. One of my favorite dances because of the backstory. And uh, you can't see this. We're going to play the judges here. You can't see it, but at the end of it, they show the judges. And Len very rarely stands up, as you guys know. He was standing up, and he was. He had a f- look on his face, and he was just like pointing his finger at him up and down, like that was a fantastic dance. And we'll listen to what they have to say about it.
3: watching the whole story unfold, I was peeping behind the curtain. We were all there, the floozy, coming down the stairs. That's the guy around the bar, come on, sunshine, let's get this on. And into the up. Da- the legs! It was like something from the Karma Sutra, it was all going on. The legs! Now, do you understand, that is a tango! Oh, I, did it. I did it! By the way, by the way, I
2: want to compliment
3: the dance, and I give
2: you to be on the picture
3: yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> so no, no, hey, as long as your next know, fine. Exactly. Whatever else decides to pop up, that's right. That's that's right. That's that's right. That's right. We Every emotion was out there for the taking. The battle of will between the man and the woman. <laughs> Who's gonna be the dominant partner? Who's gonna relinquish the Who's gonna end up? Oh, it was my good sex. You never want to end.
2: Her through that routine because that routine would have been very dangerous for her and I saw the way you supported her the connection was just beyond what we asked for in a dance routine. Yeah. it was I really her in
1: the dance That's you. There you go. Again, those judges are so good at what they do and you get the lens, the very practical but at the same time, he got really kind of, you know, excited too, talking about it, you know, taking him to a club back in old Argentina and the floozy comes down the stairs. And oh, I, I love that. And then Bruno comes on with his usual flamboyance. And again, you you listen to Bruno come up with the words and the expressions he comes up with. And people in the audience are like hooting and hollering and clapping because he's entertaining them. And uh, then Carrie Ann, of course, uh, brings it back to the more emotional side because it was a very very serious fall that she took and a potentially bad injury. So uh, Heinz and Kim, my number six, top 10 Argentango of all time. Uh, Number five, another one going way back in time. Love this, this is fun to relive these old dances. I hope it is for you Dancing with the Stars fans out there. Long time fans anyway, some of you young folks will be like, what's he talking about? (laughs) This goes all the way back to season 10. And uh, this was Evan Lysacek and Anna Trebunska, his partner. They did an Argentine tango that uh, Evan was dressed in like a tux, and it was kind of like a James Bond feel to it. Anna, of course, had a very nice sequin dress on, and and uh, Evan, I don't remember him very well with his um, uh, you know party dances, the salsa and the samba and the cha-cha and stuff. I can't remember too much about those. I know he hit like the paso and the Argentine tango and tango very, very well. He was a very powerful kind of sexy guy and he he always took control of those dances and the paso, I remember was just one of his better dances too with her and uh, he certainly did that in this dance also and let's listen to what the judges have to say.
3: Carrie, I will start with you.
2: Evan Lysacek has the eye of the tiger. You- <laughs> sexy, so refined, just the perfect combination of power, control, it was, oh, hot, sexy in a whole different way, I loved it. <laughs> oh, I loved it. well, Evan, I knew
3: you were nice on ice, but I had my doubts if you were going to be good on wood, but I'll tell you, I've got a paddle in here that I haven't used yet, I'm going to dust it off, because that wow. was fantastic. Wow.
0: All right. You dance like a true alpha male. You really conquered your territory tonight. Strong, powerful, (laughs) determined, aggressive, sexy, everything a girl would want.
1: Yes, the judges again come through with fantastic critiques and uh, very expressive uh, Len with his good on wood. He always came up with little masterful bon mots like that. Uh, So Evan and Anna, number five, on my top 10 Argentine tangos. Number four, going back pretty far again. Uh, This is going back to uh, season 14. And let's see, who do we have here? Oh, this was um, William Levy and Cheryl Burke. And you know, uh, for those of you that know the show, uh, I I think I've mentioned this before and I'm not gay or anything, but man, if I could look like one man on the show's history, one celebrity. It would be William Levy. For those of you that remember him, uh, it was funny when we took uh, Eva out to the show about a month ago and she brought her mom. And her mom's seen every show from the very beginning also. And we were kind of comparing notes and so forth. And and she agreed that William was like one of her favorites too, in terms of look. He was just a good looking guy that had uh, quite a body and he was thick. He wasn't just necessarily ripped. He had some extra beef on him. And that's a heck of a combination, I would think, for a man is to have not only muscles, but your kind of beefy muscle too. So uh, uh, really, really, really uh, hot dance that he had with Cheryl. Uh, This is going back to season 14, I may have mentioned. And Cheryl is so great at the Argentine Tango. You know, it's kind of a sexy, sensual, passionate dance. And the the facial expressions that the woman, woman gives in this can really add so much to the dance. And of course, she's a pro and she knows that. And uh, uh, again, it was something else. So let's see what the judges had to say.
2: Start talking! I'm gathering myself, so okay with you. I'm-
3: I saw mood, I saw passion, I saw sensuality and color. Well done.
0: And uh, Bruno. Pulsating passion. Throbbing intensity. Slick, sexy, cluelicious.
1: <laughs> well, there's good old Bruno again with the, the language that he comes up with. But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, It was a sexy dance to say the least. So uh, that's my number four Argentine tango of all time. Uh, William Levy and his partner Cheryl going all the way back to season, uh, what was that? 14. Yeah, 14. Um, Number three on my list. And we're bringing in Derek Huff again. This is going back to season 16, again, pretty long ago. And this was his partner, Kelly Pickler. Uh, I loved everything about this one. And and most of these I have, but some of them, you know, might have something in. Well, I didn't think that was that good or whatever. But the top three, uh, there's just nothing about them I didn't like. Uh, This was your traditional look, red and black. Uh, They started out with a silhouette where you just saw their bodies behind the screen, although I guess they were in front of it. And when you do that, like that, every little mistake or nuance that you make is highlighted. So I thought that was a lot of nerve to do that because Kelly supposedly had no dance experience before this. It's so hard to imagine because she was so good in so many things that she did. Um, but, uh, they come down from the silhouette down. They come down the stairs then and they show Kelly and she's coming down with her hands on her hips and r- rolling her shoulders back and forth. Just the sexiest move coming down the stairs. Then they go over to Derek and he has a hat on and he takes that hat off and just flips it away. Very like staccato move, you know, just very forceful and impactful. And then he walks over to her that looked like almost like baby steps, but they were fast. Fast. Again, very impactful, purposeful steps that I'm going to get this woman. Again, the whole thing about the Argentine tango was there from the beginning. Um, and then um, at the very end of it, you know, everything was great in between. And at the very end of it, uh, again, a very personal thing for me, I guess, but uh, uh, Kelly somehow ends up down his leg and. You know, they have, they're have posed, both of them, and the pose is sexy, and then she's holding on to his upper thigh with both of her arms, and then ends up looking up at him, and I'm like, God, that's a sexy move. So, everything about it I loved, and uh, let's see again. Once, uh, let's just let the judges tell you, because they can do it so much better than no, me. No, look,
0: at, no.
3: look at him. This week, look at that smile on Len Goodman. Listen, Kelly, what, what's happened in the past is of no consequence. The rest of the competition starts tonight. And I tell you, that was a mix of pride and joy. Pride in the technique, Thank you, joy in the performance. Yeah. Shut up, close the door, call me Mary. That was fantastic. All right. There you go. Yeah, go right
0: ahead. I love, it. I love it when I the
3: love kids it. make up.
0: Bruno. Well, I am delighted to <laughs> say, welcome to the world of the sublime. Yes,
2: <laughs>
0: you. <laughs> it really was. I'm telling you, no, that silhouette section, it was like watching two people becoming one. It was pure perfection. Then you came to dance, it was like, it was like watching Cheetah Rivera. I don't know if she was yeah, one of the yeah. greatest American dancers. Your, your split second turn is just... Incredible. Oh. It was superb, my darling. All right, carry Thank on.
2: Kelly, <laughs> nice. I just I can't believe but how long has it been? It's only been eight weeks, nine weeks that you've been dancing? Man. This is absurd. Absurd that you can attain that level of perfection in silhouette where all we're looking at is exactly every line, every curve of your foot, every oh. arch of your neck. Da- it was just us down, it was perfection. Shut Thank you. There you, go. Thank
1: you. Yeah, there you go. The judges loved it. It was fun. Len got out of his chair and was pointing at them about how much he loved the dance. And, you know, don't see that kind of emotion out of him too often, but uh, Kelly Pickler and Derek, my number three Argentine tango of all time. Okay. Let's go to number two of all time. And this dance, uh, this goes, you talk about going back. This goes back to season eight. And again, before season 10, there's not too many dances that are super memorable to me. There's a handful, but this one, when I saw this in season eight, an Argentine tango between Gilles Marini and Cheryl, his partner, there's Cheryl again, I just remember thinking, that's probably going to be the greatest dance I ever see. And and that was early on in the show's history. And even after all these other years, it's it stayed number one for me all the way up to season seventeen. And then I think on my top ten dances of all time list, I think it's still number three for me. I'd have to go back and look at all those. But uh, Gilles, the uh, boy, he had that Latin lover look again with the uh, you know narrow suit, good looking guy. Cheryl looking great um, <laughs> again with her uh, facial expressions. They had it all in it, and, and I think Len's going to mention this. You know, the Argentine Tango, you have a mix of things. You have hard and soft. You have big and small, uh, and, and he had all that, and Len's going to mention that, I think. Uh, such a passionate dance, uh, obviously one of my favorites of all time, my number two, ten, uh, new, number two Argentine Tango. I think Gilles is still my number three male of all time, too, in the history of the show. But uh, let's, again, want to see what the judges have to say about it.
3: giving Ann a chance to catch her breath. So we'll start with Len, actually. Len on this one. It was another fantastic performance. What I love about this dance and what I haven't seen till now, it's a mix. It's hard, soft, big, small, fast, slow. It's got drama. It's quiet. It's got passion. And you showed every element.
2: (laughs) Bruno!
3: Ladies and
0: gentlemen, what you have here is the quintessential Latin lover. <laughs> he danced a tango with almost deadly animal magnetism <laughs> and ferocious intensity. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: Bravissimo. All right. I'm going to get you in there. You're
2: blushing. You are. I can't feel my face. You're blushing. I don't, I don't even. Am I still here? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Mrs. Woohoo. Look at you. Okay, but on a serious note, the honest truth is in that number, I could not tell who was the professional and wow. who was the celebrity. Wow.
1: Was- there you go. Judges doing what they do again, describing how great that dance was. Um, So uh, one of the dances that uh, did surpass it came just a couple seasons ago. By the way, that was Gilles and Cheryl, season eight, my number two Argentine tango of all time. And this one's number one, I guess because of the combination of technique and um, the prototypical or textbook way that the Argentine tango is supposed to look. Now, Gilles and Cheryl didn't have that. They weren't in red and black, and the the ballroom was brightly lit. Uh, So it doesn't have to be that way. But when it is that way, and then you have impeccable, unquestionably great technique, I think that's got to be number one. So uh, at any one time, I may flip-flop, but I think – uh, this one's probably going to be number one most of the time uh, when I talking about this one compared to number two Gilles and my number one Argentine tango all the time of all time goes back to season 27, not too long ago. And it's Juan Pablo de Pache and Cheryl. Again, this was a textbook Argentine tango, in my opinion, the black and red, the Latin lover look Cheryl with emotions in her facial expressions and you know, her sexy moves uh, again, this is a number one, another one of those, I think would transport me back to the classic Argentinian club. Uh, but, uh, uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was that it was too short. I went back and timed it. It was only a minute, at eight, minute eight. And I don't know why we, I didn't go back and look at the season or show and as to see why it was so short. I wanted more of it, but, uh, let's just let the judges talk about it. And they will explain it again, much better than I could.
3: Len, Len, you look like somebody drugged you over there. Well, I've got to stand up here. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was a mix of care and flair. Flair in the dance, care in the technique. There you go. I just That, I will always remember, that Argentine tango, because it was truly fabulous. That's your boy. (laughs) Look at them beaming over there. Your mom and dad are beaming. Bruno's beaming. I I,
0: I honestly couldn't... I can't catch my breath. It really was extraordinary. It was smoldering, and yet it was the pure essence of an authentic Argentine tango. On top of that, that sequence of ganchos you did crazy. at the end, building up to yeah. that incredible finale is the best I have ever seen in <laughs> four since the show started. So We've never seen something like that. Yes. Here he is. <laughs> so
2: Pablo, you have been- performer weekly weekly delivering but tonight you outdid yourself in a way that i like there's no words that i could find that could do that justice what you just brought out here to me is like people that have been watching our show for 27 seasons i know that they along with me were blown away there was so much artistry passion you're in a class of your own my friend
1: you. you know if the judges uh i would love to see a judges show where they rank their favorite style of dances, uh, I think that'd be so much fun to see. And listening to their comments there, I can't imagine them having him anything below top three of all time Argentine tangos, and maybe number one. You know, Len said he'd remember it forever, and uh, Bruno had, they both. They all had three, had just such glowing terms. So uh, that's my number one Argentine tango of all time. Uh, um, Juan Pablo de Pache, sorry about that, and Cheryl... Season 27. And that was a fun list for me to do. Uh my favorite dance style, going back and reliving those. I hope if you're a longtime viewer out there of the show, that brought back some memories and maybe uh motivates you to go back and uh look up some of those because there were some great ones there. Okay, well, wow, I've done all right with time. Pretty proud of myself. Uh uh, let's get to our contest question. Again, we're running out of time here. This is uh our second to last question. We won't have one our final week. So uh, For those of you that are new and don't know what we're doing here, um, real quickly, I'm giving away a trip next year. In fact, it's gonna be two trips next season, season 32, to go see Dancing with the Stars live and in person, season 32, as I mentioned. Uh, Both winners from last year, um, we got to take season 31. They've already gone, they both had a great time. It was so much fun for me to take them and I hope, uh, hope we can get two more winners for next year. What you have to do is, answer my nine questions. I think it's going to be nine. And basically, it's a question from last week's podcast. You guys got to go back and find it and listen to it. And you're going to come up with your nine answers. You're going to email them to me. Yes, old email at the end of, I guess, next week's show. We'll have a little deadline and then I'll need to get those in. If only two people get all nine questions answered correctly, they're going to see the show. If there's more than two, we'll have to do a little bit of a tiebreaker. So uh, I don't think that many people are going to get into it. So if you really are a fan of the show or you know someone that is, uh, get them involved and they probably got a pretty good chance of going to see the show next year. Uh, better than winning the uh, Powerball lottery, I'll tell you that. I think I think I heard somewhere it was one in 252 million or something, something like that. <laughs> but uh So, question of the week uh, goes back to last week. My top 10 list last week was my best Halloween dances in the history of the show. And when I went back and looked at the list, I noticed that there was a certain dance style that dominated the list. Which dance style was the most prevalent on my top 10 Halloween list last week? And that is the question of the week. Turn
0: off the light the party's over they say that all good things must end call it a night the party's over and tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again
1: well there you go our old buddy don meredith uh, always tells us it's time to go each week and uh it is time to go again sorry we got two shows left of course Um, What i like to do also, as you know, is to go out with a song from uh, my youth, late 70s. And this group is called Sister Sledge. It's four sisters that uh, founded the band in the 70s, and uh, their biggest hits were during the disco era. So uh, let's just listen a little bit here. Ah yes, there's a little of a song called Got to Love Somebody again by Sister Sledge as I mentioned and uh, boy did I have a crush on all them back in the day I rarely got to see them, you know there's no YouTube videos back when I was listening to this kind of music but uh, they would be on the uh, dance shows of the day American Bandstand, Soul Train and I got to see them a little then and like I said, most of us young boys had crushes on them back in the day the Sister Sledge, all four of them uh their biggest hit was probably everyone, or one that everyone knows called We Are Family. And that was probably their biggest hit. And their height, like I said, was during the disco era. This song came out in 1980. They were heavily influenced by Chic too, the, uh, a uh, group that I had, I think, in my last song a couple weeks ago, and that was uh, Niall Rogers and Bernard Edwards. They produced a lot of their music, wrote a lot of their songs, and uh, sometimes when I hear their music, I'm like, is that Chic or is that Sister Sledge? But one of my faves from my youth. Okay, next week on Dancing with the Stars, it's semifinals week. They're not going to do a theme week. It's just going to be the semifinals. There's six dancers left. I'm going to try to go to the show. I'm not going to go to the finale because it's too sad for me, but uh, um, we're going to try to go. So uh, hopefully we'll be back with an explanation of what happened. Uh, There's going to be a bottom two again. As always, thanks to TC for taking care of this. Thanks to you guys for listening. Till next week, this is Tony the Engineer. Bye-bye.